I can't take it anymore. Welcome to another episode of the Gracepreneur Podcast. And we are excited to have you tune in to our podcast. We believe that every one of us has the potential to conquer the mountains in our lives. We strive to help our listeners overcome this by providing words of encouragement and life-changing testimonies from those who have conquered their mountains. Tune in and enjoy the journey. Thank you for tuning into the Grace Premier Podcast. And here we bring you another episode of a man who is just, he's just an incredible person. I mean, he, in the introduction and earlier, you, you, I've mentioned the stuff that he has begun. He has started the things he does. And I tell you what, I want to edify him because it's just like the, the power, the knowledge that comes out of that. You can tell that's, that God is using him. And I am excited. And I'm thankful that you're on here, man. Really do appreciate that. So before we get started, I like to ask all our guests um, our introduction question. And that's this. If you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? Wow. You're asking me? Yeah. Oh, what would it be? Superpower? Wow. Um, probably to elevate. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is that? I hate walking. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you guys heard it from him himself. He will, he will elevate. He would not want to walk. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because I just I just you know I do like about ten miles a, a day. Um, yeah. And if I if I can get the same uh, benefits of, of burning calories as floating, I mean yeah. that'll be a superpower. That yeah. I, I want that power. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I got a question for you, man. Ten uh, ten miles a day. What do you do that you're doing 10 miles a day? Are you purposely out walking? Yeah, I get, I get up about five in the morning um, and start my meditation. Uh, I, I call it my marinade in the mornings because uh, in the morning is, is, is your wavelengths of your mind are in alpha stage. And it's the mm. closest you can get into, the, I call it the GPS, God's yeah. precise signal. And this is the area that you get to tune in with God. Wow. And when you wake up, you, you just came out of a sleep mode. And so I call my first my first couple hours my marinating time. Yeah. And where I marinate with the spirit of God uh, and connect in whatever it is, whatever areas I want to go, whether it's to ask a question, whether it's to learn. Uh, this is the learning stage that we are able to tap in. And, and for me, I tap in right in the morning. And so I do 10 miles without knowing. I'm just walking and I'm just thinking and I'm just, you know, uh, meditating on scripture or meditating on a, on a class. And next thing you know, 10 miles are up. You know, that's that's crazy that you say that, because that's something I'm being more, I'm becoming more intentional about applying in my life. And those who are listening in, I mean, when it comes to morning routines, it's really important. I mean, I've seen all these people who are you know successful in life or doing it. They all have routines in the morning and they're very consistent with it. So let me ask you this. What how important is. How important is the role of a morning routine in your life? It's key. You started if you start your morning off right, then you're. To me, I call it this disrupting your morning, right? Mm. And so, when you disrupt your morning, is you have the ability uh, to design the rest of your day by getting up a little earlier and creating that. Mm. And so, neuroscience has been teaching us that. In the morning, when you go into meditation, meditation releases endorphins in, in, in your body. What wow. is endorphin? It's the, the thing that makes you feel good. 
and it stay it's clinically proven to stay in your body for about 12 hours so that means i can set my day off disrupt whatever the enemy had planned and set it off in the right way that even if something wrong happens i am so high on endorphins which is a natural reward system the body has that yeah. it I'll, I'll be able to overlook it very easily because of the uh, of the um, attitude that I already established wow. in the morning. That's why I call disrupt your morning. You'll disrupt your world because the enemy has his plans. Mm. But you can disrupt that by getting up early and setting the tone for the rest of the day. Wow, that's that's powerful. And you know what? Again, I mean, I've seen how the t how many people's testimonies about waking up early in the morning. My goal, my goal is to be up at five in the morning every single day. Some people look at me like a deer in the headlights. They're like, "Whoa, what do you mean five in the morning?" But um, that is my goal because I agree. I mean. There's so you know, I always do a comparison. The moments I wake up, let's say eight o'clock in the morning, I feel like my day is wasted. I feel like I'm not really there. When I wake up early in the morning, it's difficult. When I'm fully awake, getting things done, I feel accomplished. It's crazy, right? How that plays. Yeah, out? even if, if if you look at it scripturally, uh, if you apply biblical principles of what uh, the Bible says to initiate, it's those who seek me early find me. And what better way to find God in the morning before your day? Mm, come on. <laughs> and so. By me getting up early, I'm, I'm, I'm not allowing the disruptions of the world to come in between me and my relationship with God because it's so early in the morning, nothing's going on. The only thing that's going on is God. And so we get to tune in, I call it my GPS. I get to tune in early on to disrupt the rest of my day, but I started early. That's so good. Let me ask you this question right here. I mean, I think I believe that grace preneurs could actually benefit from this right here. Um, what what would you suggest for somebody who's looking to start a routine in the morning but don't know where to start? Okay. Uh, the best way to start it will be in the morning. And I tell you why in the morning. It's, it's a couple of things. We are so distracted. We are in a generation of the most distraction ever from Facebook to Instagram, from emails. There's so many things that are, 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 are going to be pulling from your attention yeah. that if you get up early before all these distractions are activated, right, that you can be able to to, to meditate or to focus, right? So mm. focus attention is the big thing that you will get in the morning. And so when you focus your attention on whatever it is, if it is personal growth, that is the best time to do it because your attention is focused on one thing. Mm -hmm. And so when seven o'clock starts or eight o'clock starts and the kids get up and the phone is ringing and you're trying to figure out what's going on with the news, you're all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's yeah. a hard thing to do it after that. But by getting up early, and creating, and your body gets used to it. Once you create this discipline, I'm telling you, the rest of your day and the rest of your life will be altered because now you're taking control of what goes on in the day rather than you being a recipient. You're dictating what's going to happen that day. You're wow. setting the realm for that day. That's powerful. Wow. That's amazing. That is that is truly amazing. And guys, you hear that, you know, I've re actually read an article when it spoke about routines and distractions that one of the things you don't want to do when you wake up and I'm guilty of it is like checking your emails and getting on social media right away. You don't want to fall into that, you know, uh, hustle and bustle from the social media, that craziness from social media. You know, so guys, you heard it from so yourself from Pastor George. Routines are an important part of your day we need to apply that we need to set structure in our lives to live that out and i'm preaching to myself as i'm preaching to y'all he's preaching to all as well so you know with this being said and thank you for that because that is really good i mean 
we just dove right into it. We skipped some stuff, and I like that. That's I was expecting that. So I'm like, I know he's just gonna come in and drop some gems for everyone right now. So this is great. Um, when it comes to that, you know, one thing I love about Pastor George is that he is so committed at reaching people, discipling people, and leading people to God. If you hear his testimony, I mean, there's you guys just gotta get to know this man so much more. You'll be inspired yourself. One of the things he started in, you know, in his journey, walk with God is Matrix academy and that is such a powerful course um i think that can they catch it online i'm not too sure uh let's say people who are you know in another state and whatnot for matrix academy we're, we're working on that to, to get it online uh starting next next year in september oh, that'd be great. Um, yeah because this is an area uh that that i believe is so crucial whether you believe in god or not spiritual yeah. principles are true whether you believe in the writer or not yeah. Right. So there's a book called um, I think is uh, wow, I forgot the name where they have like 500 uh, entrepreneurs that were successful. Think and grow rich. OK. Uh, yeah. And, and and out of the 500, I read the book out of the 500, 99 percent of the principles that they use come from the Bible, whether mm. they believe in God or not. The principles are true. Yeah. And so I, I always say this, that. One way that God operates in people's lives is before he shows you his heart, he'll show you his hands. And so his hand, he's always giving. His principles will, will produce in your life. And then sooner or later, you're going to chase who the author is, which is God. At the end of the day, he's the one. So it's fascinating to see that 500 entrepreneurs, biggest entrepreneurs in the world, Think and Grow Rich, 500 of them, 99% of their principles comes from the Bible. I think that's intriguing because some of them don't even believe in God, but they believe in his scriptures. Mm -hmm. So wow. they prove themselves to be true, whether you believe in him or not. That's the awesome part about uh, spiritual principles. They operate in your life because they're true. That's so good, man. And you know what? It's 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 incredible because what he's preaching, I mean, it's, it's being heard. I remember when I went to uh, Matrix the first time around, you know, it was in the classroom and there was there was a generous amount of people in there, you know. And I mean, if you go now, people are sitting on the floor, standing against the walls. Well, not now, now because of COVID-19. But prior yeah. to it, people were just the rooms were, were packed out. I mean, I'm like, you know, soon you're going to need a conference, a full on conference room, ballroom to hold all these people in. And it's just it's amazing because he's reaching life. So let's talk a little bit about Matrix. What inspired you to get to do uh, Matrix Academy? Um, well, my, my story is uh, is one that I did witchcraft for about 10 years before I knew God. I knew the devil. I, I was operating in that dimension for 10 years. And that dimension was real to me, meaning it was it was a part of my life. I sat down and, and spoke to mediums like I'm talking to you. And, yeah. and these this lady will manifest in different characters and I'll be talking to them like I'm talking to you. It was part of my life. Um, but the bondage was also real. The bondage was also real. Even though I was growing financially, but spiritually, it was sucking away at my soul. I was, I was by the by the 10th year, I was dried out. I mean, I had everything that people will say successful. I had I had no inner peace. And to me, that is the greatest wealth you can ever get is the knowledge of who God is in your life and bring you the peace that surpasses all understanding. You could be broke, but you're still rich. And I'm telling you from a perspective that I was on the other side, what you consider rich, and I envied those with peace. And so that that made me venture into, I don't think I got it all, and I think there's something greater, and it ventured me into that. 
And, and spiritually, there was bondage. Uh, some people don't believe in deliverance. Well, I'm telling you, I was delivered, you know, and, uh, and, and I actually felt the release of this pressure within my heart as I was being delivered. So I understood it from a perspective of this is real to me. Whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. I live this. And so I say, well, how could I bring other people along in this deliverance, right? And, and whether you squeal or whether, whether it's something internally, whether you cry it out, there is some kind of, of, of deliverance that happens when you know the truth. There is some kind of deliverance when God takes that place of your darkness in your heart and switch on the light. And now the light of God is inside of you. Something is going to happen to your life because that is a deliverance. However it looks like, it might be different from some people than others. But at the end of the day, once you know the truth, there is a deliverance. There is something that is set you free from your heart and you feel it because entities, mindsets, spirits are all energy. And when you have all that energy sucking away at your life, you're going to feel it. And you're also going to feel what it feels like to be free. Like when I worship, I worship from a position of freedom. I'm free in Christ. I, I know what it is. And so I think a lot of people are in bondage and don't even realize it. Uh, and so Matrix is, is a place where we teach you what this looks like. We teach you from a perspective of, of establishing pillars in your heart that, no, that your parents should have put. But we can't do the blame game because nobody taught them. And so someone has to stand up for a generation and say, we're going to go into the promised land and actually actually perceive it and see it and, and feel what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so the four pillars, I'm, I'm writing a book called Original Settings, right? Okay. Uh, becoming an inner engineer. And, and, I, and in the book, I start talking about the four pillars of our heart that need to be established early on in our life. But for most of us, we didn't, right? And the yeah. four pillars are this. It's actually the word life, right? L, love. Love has to be established in our life early on. And that should be demonstrated through our family or surroundings. But a lot of times that is not established. So that pillar or that foundation is not there. Then the next pillar is called uh, identity. A lot of times our identity is found mm. outside of love because we don't know what love is. Mm. I, I want to know what love is. And so now we build an identity that love is doing something for someone or you earning someone's love. And then never, if you've never understood with the love of God, which is unconditional, then your identity is found on something with conditions. So you don't know what love is. Your identity is found on not knowing what love is. The next thing is your freedom is taken. So you mm -hmm. don't know what freedom and authority looks like. That's the F. And the last one is that we are eternal beings and there's eternal promises and we serve an eternal God. Mm -hmm. And so being eternal beings is what are the eternal promises God has for us that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Yeah. If God is for me, who against me? Yeah, yeah, if God yeah. is my strength and he is my, is my help, then who's going to come against me? I'm wow. seated in heavenly places with Christ. Like these are things that should flow from me. When you say, Hey George, who are you in Christ? It's going to flow. Why? I established them already in my heart. Now imagine a generation being raised up, not churchgoers, because just because you go to the church doesn't make you a, a, a Christian. What makes you a Christian is establishing it in your heart. Just because, yeah. you know, you if you park in a garage every day doesn't make you a car. <laughs> and so we have to understand that there are certain principles that need to be established. And I think that in order for us to do disciples is something separate from Sunday, because yeah. I got to sit down with you. Jesus will preach on a Sunday and on Monday he had Matrix. Because oh, he will talk to his on. disciples in a whole different language than he talked to them. And the other matter of fact, Peter said, Hey, why do you talk to us in plain? 
language and to them, you talk to them in parables. He says, even though I talk in parables, they have eyes and they don't see. They have ears and they don't hear. But to you, the kingdom of God has been revealed. In other words, when the kingdom of God is revealed, you are no longer a person that are just wandering around in life doing nothing. You are a purpose person. Don't get me mm. around someone because I'm gonna talk about Jesus. And if I if I can, if you don't want to hear about Jesus, then I'm gonna I'm gonna extend my hand and I'm gonna add to your life so you can see the love of God. That's wow. This is you know what you inspired me to grab the whole clip you just said right now, put a track behind it, and throw it on YouTube because that's good. That was just too good. I mean, you know what? I got another question, man. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off a little topic here when I but with based off everything you said, it's something that always had, you know bother me in a sense is that fact that like we're christians on sunday but you know every other day we're not and i'm guilty of it as well and one of the biggest ones is um how do we call it the devotional reader you know we just read a devotional here and there but we don't actually read the word of god and you know and reading the word of god is obviously an important part of the the walk with jesus right what would you say to those people who just read a scripture but don't read the actual word of god the Bible starts in Psalms with David writing this in Psalms 1. It says, those, those who meditate on his word day and night, these people are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. Look at the instruction it says there. Those who meditate on my word day and night, it's not, it's not an event, it's a lifestyle. Being Christian is not something I do on Sundays. It's something I do... Every day. Our new motto at our church is this. We gather on Sundays to deploy on Mondays to make a difference in the world by being the hands of God. It, it's not about the country club on Sunday. It's about how effective we are on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You are the walking church. Wherever you go, you should be an impact. Matter of fact, everything you do should be around the cross. When you help someone, you are promoting the cross. Why? Because you're giving, you're adding to someone's life. And so a lot of times people want to see the God you serve, they're going to see it through your hands. Before they see the heart of, the, before they see the heart of God, they're going to see your hands giving. Let's go. Let's go. This is, <laughs> how is it that you say it? This is so good. <laughs> this is <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, we, we, you know, a bumper sticker doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you have a cross around your, your rearview mirror doesn't make you. What makes you is a, are you adding to people? Are you adding to people? Because it look, even in mathematics, the adding symbol is what? A cross. Woo! And so when you are, if you, if someone's stuck in a side and you help them, you're promoting the cross. If you at work and someone needs some, they have no money for lunch and you buy them lunch, you're promoting the cross. By what? By your hands. By your wow. hands, they will see the heart of God. Wow. You know, this is, <laughs> my gosh, accents speak louder than words. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, woo! I got, I'm out of breath just listening. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You know, you're also an entrepreneur. And that's, a, you know, with the Grace Premier podcast, we're going to have a um, a series actually coming up soon. And I, I would love to invite you to it. It's going to call Let's Talk Faith. And we're going to talk about, you know, just faith in general, different aspects of it. But for now, I'm going to stick to this very topic right here because you just, you're just dropping so much. I'm like, oh, these, the Grace Premiers are going to, they're going to love this. Um, when it comes to entrepreneurship, a lot of people, you know, they, they're with this mentality of like, hey, God doesn't belong with business or business doesn't belong with God. On the contrary, I like to say that, you know, you should build a business on, you know, as God, with God as the foundation of it. And that seems like something like it just raises question marks around people's heads a lot of the time. 
What would you say to them? Like, how do you match your business life with God? Okay, well, when Jesus says, uh, they left Jesus in the temple, I'll tell you a little quick story. They leave Jesus in the temple, the mother and the father. I mean, how do you leave Jesus in the temple? But it, it, it's so iconic and it's so uh, prophetic because a lot of times that's what people do. They leave Jesus in the temple. And Jesus, it, when he says, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days, it's because he wanted to go worldwide, right? And yeah. so when, when the parents come, he says, uh, well, what, what have you been at? He says, I'm after my father's business. Mm. I want you to understand that. He says, I'm after my father's business. The kingdom of God is a business. Why? Because we're promoting something. We're promoting an agenda. And that agenda is God. And so how do I connect my my natural resources to my spiritual calling? Understand that everything moves with money. And so me knowing that I'm a businessman, I'm an entrepreneur, first of all, because the Bible says he is the king of king. And a king is to have dominion over territory. Mm. I've never seen a king without territory. So that means when you possess land you are being in purpose what god's called you to do to take over and subdue the land he told that to adam and so once we understand that and understand the resources are to be allocated for my calling i'm gonna say yeah. that again my resources in my business venture is allocated to promote what Come i've been on. called to do which is to establish the kingdom of god how god does this he calls it the church and so by me paying my tithe by me cooperating with the church i'm pushing my father's work business what is his business people you cannot reach people without money but look how i do it i take my business and i allocate that business to purpose and yeah. once i allocate that to purpose my 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 natural business has to prosper why it's in purpose it, yeah. it doesn't work it fails when it's out of purpose if god's kingdom is not part of your agenda and your business plan then your money's out of purpose and out of money, out of money purpose will destroy itself Wow. <laughs> this mic is about to catch on fire right now. Let's go. That's so good. And I love that, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to dive into questions with you right now because you're just dropping so much. Usually I like to emphasize what people are saying, but like you just, you made it clear. That is just, it doesn't get any clearer than that. So let's speak this. Money, money, money without purpose, money without purpose will destroy you. Come on. That is, you know, yesterday we were just, I just did an interview with somebody who, uh, she owns a clothing brand and it's actually growing pretty well. I mean, she's, you know, she has a huge following. She's getting a lot of engagement and she's traveling. I mean, she's doing her thing. And, and she said something in the a, in a, in a similar lines of what you just said. And there's always a connection with that. Um, but another thing I want to get into it because I love the way you describe how one needs to handle, you know, mental health. And for instance, the other day, I had an issue with the name. As the Grace Renews who are tuning in, you guys know if you hear if you heard our other episodes, you know we had to change our name because um, <laughs> it was bad research. I'll take the fault, you know, complete fault on mine. And um, but it was all okay. When the beginning of it happened, you know, it was such a huge moment of discouragement because I was like, I already had put in over like 60, 90 hours of work. I'm not even exaggerating. My wife was looking at me, obsessed to build this and you know set this up the proper way. And to see that, to get a message that says, hey, you got to take it all down, was just like, what? You know? And it put me in this mental funk. Fortunately, with the encouragement of others and just keeping in prayer, I was able to rise up and I'm pushing forward right now with a new name, same mission. So uh, many other people wouldn't follow those footsteps. Many other people will allow that become a thing that sets them in a mental funk. And what happens is that it, it drags on. And it does damages, you know, to their health, to the relationship and so on. What would you say to somebody who's who's in that path, who's dealing with those stuff? 
mismanagement thoughts or mismanagement of your thinking uh, will destroy anything relationships, business, anything. Why? Because you don't know how to control your emotions. Now, you got to understand your emotions are not who you are. You are a being with will and intellect, right? To override your emotions. Your emotion is just a feeling, but you don't have to feel, you don't have to continue thinking in that thought realm. You could choose. You can choose what you're going to think on. I'm not going to think on this. If you're going to think on anything, think on anything that's good. That's what the Bible says, right? And so it says, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And take take those thoughts captives, and it says also to cast down those that are negative. So if I choose to continue to meditate, because meditating is what we do. Everybody, oh, I don't know how to meditate. Yo, if you're meditating on negative things, that's called worry. That's called anxiety. That's called depression. You're meditating. You're just meditating on the wrong side. But you choose what you're going to meditate on. You have the ability to say, I'm not thinking on this. I'm going to think on the, on the thing that this is going to be a stepping stone for the next level God's going to take me. Why? Because if God is for me, who against me? And so here is the battle in the mind. And if you don't take control of your thoughts, your thoughts will take control of you. Think yeah. about your emotions like a horse. And if a horse, if you don't know how to pull the rein, that horse is going to run you wherever it wants to go. Why? Because you're not taking control of it. But the rein is something that you pull on it and you tell the horse, I'm in control, even though the horse is bigger than you. But that rein controls it. Right. And so you are greater than your thoughts. And you have the ability to pull the rein and say, no, I'm not thinking on this. I choose not to think on this. I'm going to choose on what God is about to do in my life. And so that meditation creates uh, uh, an, an euphoria or it creates the ability for your brain and your mind to start releasing the right toxins or the right uh, chemicals in your body. Right. So so if you're thinking on something negative, your mind is like, OK, this is what you're feeling. It's going to it's going to send the chemicals to make you feel what you're thinking. Now, let's flip it around. If I think on something positive, I'm thinking, hey, God's going to use this and I know where I'm going. And you start meditating on that. Guess what your mind does? It starts releasing the chemicals to make you feel already what you're believing you're going to receive. Wow. Come on. So and so <laughs> I can shift. I'm my own inner engineer. I can shift how I'm going to feel. I'm not, my emotions are not above me. I'm above my emotion. And I'm going to flip something. I'm going to meditate on the right thing. That's what says meditate on my word day and night and watch what's going to happen. Mm. because it actually starts manifesting in the from the invisible to the visible this is scientifically proven i'm not even asking for your faith if you start thinking on the right things man the right things will start shifting in your body and it starts how you feel mm. come on that's so good said, believe that you receive something and you shall have it that is not talking about oh i believe i got it no i want you to feel it i want you to imagine you having it i want you to imagine that that, that radio station that you have by 20 employees that you're going into and you have a state of the art. I want you to think on that, meditate on that and watch how you feel already what you're going to achieve. And that becomes an attraction in your life. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. Oh, you no, need yeah, to absolutely. See it. You need to close. If you can imagine the worst case scenario and go into anxiety, why don't yeah. you flip it around and, and create the, the excitement like you're receiving what you're waiting for? You have the ability. You have the ability. That's why our imagination is the greatest gift God has given us. Why? Our imagination is the land is is is, is kind of like the landscape to create what we want God to do in our life. Yet the enemy has been taking the paintbrush and painting the worst case scenario. And guess what? You are believing in that. You're using faith, but you're using faith on the wrong side. You need to mm. cross sides. Come on. This is wow. I mean, I'm gonna use this episode in so many outlets because this is knowledge being dropped right here. 
Wow. And you know, at one point you were like, you know, I'm not sure if you're following, but yeah, I'm following because the truth is like, I've been told, I've myself been told that by many other people. I mean, I remember I met this guy, very wealthy guy. He goes, you know, you want to imagine those things that you want. He's like, you want that car, sit in that car and imagine that you're actually in there, you know, and he just, um, things upon things like that. I'm like, that's so true. And that's, that's one of the things he told me that he does. That's like one of his fundamentals. He imagines it and he feels it like he's physically there. And then down the line, it just starts coming in, and it's just incredible, you know. So that is so good, and I love that. And that, if you if you look at Einstein, right? Yeah. Einstein was one of the greatest minds, and 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 he says imagination is the world. Imagination. Mm. How do you think? He said that he was thinking on the uh, on the problem, and as he was thinking on the problem mm. and how to get a solution, that as he was meditating to find the solution, the solution came. But when he started, he didn't start with knowing. He just says, I need to figure this out. And so he starts thinking on, okay, we got to come up with a solution. And as he's meditating, this is this is Einstein. As he's meditating, he says the answers were drawn to him. He says, I don't even know where they came from. Mm. Mm. And so wow. we're created to, to we're created to solve problems. Think about it. Yeah. We're, we're created to solve problems. And yeah. if you're not problem solving, then you're out of purpose. Let's go. <laughs> fire let's go this is so good you know and and time is coming short we got to wrap up soon but but um i just don't want to stop i want to keep this going forever <laughs> but um let's let's so go we, to the we can go on the creative mate we can go on the creative nature that god created us right the creator yeah. created creation to create think about it yeah. the creator created creation us to do what to create and so we have the god ability inside of us to design a landscape and find out how to do it yeah. Wow. So you know what? Let's move into the next one before we wrap up because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, my mind is like, whoa, next time you need to write notes because this is just noteworthy. Take uh t- take notes. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Take notes. Go back at this and really take notes on this. So for those faith for those not faith printers, I gotta delete that now. Um for the grace preneurs who are tuning in, we want you to share with them. Let's leave it on one because you dropped so many, so many golden nuggets here that I want to leave them one piece of advice to leave out of here with that they could just apply to their lives. Um, you know, let's let's get more specific, actually. Let's go to somebody who, you know, is thinking about getting into business, but they're a little weary about it because they're like, you know, I don't know how to intertwine my faith and business. So I have that fear of, you know, making my business greater than my faith. You, you mm-hmm. follow what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. One, one piece of advice for them to to be able to receive and say, you know what, that's good, let me go. Um, well, it, it takes about 63 days to build a lifestyle, to build yeah. something that is already established within your heart. And so it starts with 21 days, then 21 days, and then 21 days. And so whatever you start doing and you consistently do it for 63 days, yeah. then it becomes part of a lifestyle. So the, my advice will be own your mornings. Take control of your mornings. Spend that one hour before the kids get up, before your wife gets up, before anybody gets up. Take yeah. that one hour to spend on self and meditation and, and, and designing where you want to go. And I guarantee you, you do this for, for two months. Mm. It becomes part of your lifestyle. And I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. Wow. Wow. That's good. Because for to take that, take that. And that's an essential part of life right there. Um, I mean, it goes beyond the, 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 you know, specific person we said give advice. So this goes applies to everyone. This and is universal. Yeah, this is this universal. Is totally, man. And you guys need to take this on right here. So time is coming short right now. And thanks again for coming on to the show, dude. Like 
we usually, you know, in this podcast, we usually have different conversations, different stuff, but you went straight into the knowledge. I'm like, yes, let's go. And I can make clips out of this. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to edit it. Um, so, you know, for those who are locally, I know you said that next year, you know, Matrix, they could hope to see it online. And then you have a book coming as well. Um, whoever wants more information, let's say just locally in a sense, or maybe if you we have anything for anybody who's outside of the local area, how can they know more about Matrix or, you know, um, anything that you're currently doing? Uh, right now we have uh, our website, which is part of the church, ignitechurchonline.com. And there it has a section on Matrix. Soon it'll have its own identity. Uh, but since we started at church, we, we, it's, it is in the um, in the web page of the church. It's called ignitechurchonline.com. And there's more information there. And then as we get new information and what we're doing, we'll be up to, uploading it onto our website so everybody can be informed. Okay, perfect, man. You guys go check it out. Keep an, keep an eye out. I mean, Pastor George is going nowhere. He's here to stay, to reach people. So there's going to be a lot more things coming out. And, you know, if you're tuning on in, down the line, you're also going to hear me announce those things coming up because I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. I am excited for it. I can't wait for it. So, Grace Juniors, thank you for tuning in. Pastor George, thank you for coming on here. And remember, guys, we are all more than conquerors. Take care. What a powerful message. And we pray that this content impacts your life. Do you want more content from the Gracepreneur podcast? Great. Check us out at www.thegracepreneur.com and follow us on Instagram for more updates on our podcast, blogs, and new music. Take care and never forget that you are more than a conqueror. Just